1: Hi, this is Derek Greer. I want to tell you about something new that I'm really excited about. It's Live Big Magazine, a free quarterly magazine featuring premium articles from myself and other expert contributors that help you live big in key areas of your life, such as faith business, mental health, parenting, and a whole lot more. The good news is that it's absolutely free with no strings attached. I'll even pay for shipping. All you have to do is go to DerekGreer.com slash magazine. That's DerekGreer.com slash magazine to claim your free subscription today.
2: Amazon has a creative way for you or your business to support our ministry. It won't cost you anything extra, and it's part of your normal routine. It's Amazon Smile. The prices, selection, and shopping experience are all the same. But when you go to smile.amazon.com first, instead of just amazon.com, Amazon donates a percentage to your favorite cause, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. It's amazing. So go to smile.amazon.com, search for Grace. Church Dumfries, select us as your charity, then shop as normal. It's free, easy, and helps Grace Church and Derek Greer Ministries continue to reach those in need. Click smile.amazon.com today and check it out.
0: You were made to think big, do big, too big. But tomorrow can be bigger, just grow, let the word
2: Welcome to Live Big with Bishop Derek Reer, Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Visit gracechurchva.org for this message and to find out more about how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God, and we believe that his word calls for us to live big. So our prayer is that this broadcast empowers you to live a life so big that it blesses everyone and everything around you. Let's get into the teaching.
1: You see, that's why we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Because if we are faithful in that valley, we will get through it to the other side. These men were being faithful in their valley. Jesus observed it, he saw it, and then he set them up for a blessing. So just because you're in a valley, that doesn't mean you should give up or you should quit. Stand was God's message this morning. Keep on walking or keep on talking. Keep on, you know, you know the song. Keep moving through that valley. Wash your nets, get up again, try again. Go to sleep, get up again and try again. These are the men that Jesus did this miracle for. But those of us that run into a little opposition or a bad day, we quit. We're not the people that this miracle is for. Jesus saw them at the water's edge, washing their nest, saying, we're going to clean this up and we're going to get up and do it again. That's the heart that attracts God. Are you hearing me? They, They were in depressed situations, but they were fighting the depression inside themselves. Are you hearing me? And they were working to get up again. Well, he saw the men and they were washing the nets and he got into one of the boats. Everywhere Jesus went, he recognized that he was the solution. Jesus is a problem solver. So he knew, listen, if I can get in the middle of their problem, they're going to have the answer. Are you hearing me? So Jesus sees him over there with the problem. The problem is they're over there and he's here. So he says, listen, I want to get into the middle of your problem. And if you let me in the middle of your mess, I'm going to turn this depression into an experience of great joy. But the question is, will you let the word of God? Not just the high feeling of God, but the word of God. Jesus came with the word. He came with the word. He didn't get shy talking about urinating and pissing. He, he would talk to, to the Pharisees, call them snakes and scorpions. He, wasn't like, he didn't get intimidated by nobody. But they let the unintimidated, un- unmitigated word of God in their boat. And let me tell you something. Many are not going to get the miracle till you get the unmitigated, yes. the unintimidated, yes. the for real word of God in the middle, right in the center of your life. Talking to you right where you are. Not a little pat on the head talking about, I'm just trying to keep my members, but talking to you right where you are. Yes. You hearing me? Amen. To move you forward. Yeah. He got into one of the boats knowing that he's the answer. The one belonging to Simon, the, ca- the, the camera narrows now from the crowd to this one individual Simon. And he asked him, put out a little from the shore. Obviously, Simon does this. And God often starts little easy things to build you up to the more difficult things. And then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Verse four, when he had finished, please hear me. Many of us want the miracle before he's finished. You don't get the diploma until you've gone through all four years or 120 hours of learning. Listen, you can be three credits short. You'll not get the diploma if you don't finish. The miracle only came when Jesus was finished getting a message across to them. So your miracle is attached to you hearing completely that which God has to say, not just the pleasant part, but the whole thing. You hearing me? When he had finished speaking, when he had finished using Simon's boat for his purposes. I mean, we began a good task and a work for God. And many times people stop in the middle and we wonder why wasn't I black? Because you didn't finish. But if you let the man, Christ Jesus, that gets into your boat, run his course and finish the thing he began in you. You will see the glory and the goodness of God in the land of the living but let him finish. He said, I'm not just the alpha to get started, to get you born again one Sunday. I'm also the finisher. I am the Omega, which is the last letter in the Greek alphabet. I want to start this thing, but I'm also want to finish this thing. And would you please submit the process till like I get to the finish point? And then I will release you in a race. If you're running a race, if you uh, leave the blocks before the gun fires. You're disqualified. You can't start before the gun finishes. Are you hearing me? I want a new start, but I got to let him finish before I start. Are you hearing me? So, Jesus, there's lots of things he's he's doing here. He's teaching in the boat. So he said, listen, guys, the answer is y'all need to get under the anointing. Not under a bunch of religious teaching, under the anointing. So he gets into the boat. The anointing of God is out there. And when the anointing's on Jesus, he does miracles often. He, he, he deals with the deaf, the blind. Uh, he'll cast out demons, but not this time. You see, the Pharaoh, I'm sorry, these disciples had followed him up to this point in the synagogue. They, they had seen him cast out demons and healing, uh, healing people. But, but he's like, no, this time I'll make it personal. And if you let God finish, he'll make it personal. He'll give you a miracle that you understand. You see, if you don't have no demons, casting out demons, it's like, that's nice you did that from them. But he wanted to hit these men right where they lived. But he would only do it when he was finished teaching. And they, but but see, also though, he, he, he had them captured by the anointing of God. And, and and that was a good step. But you see, you can get under this anointing. You could get under the power of God, but if you don't let God finish. Are you hearing me? You'll not walk in the complete blessing. But well, when he finished speaking, he said to Simon, now God's not a user. God used Simon's boat, did he not? He's not a guy that would go to a restaurant and not tip the waiter. He's not that way. He's like, listen, Simon, you need to know something about me from the very outset. These men are about to leave all to follow him. So you need to know something. I am not a user. I am not a taker. You give me some, I'm going to give it back to you a hundredfold. That's God's way. That's not a new doctrine. That's God's character. That is explained line upon line, jot upon jot, tittle upon tittle in this scripture. God will not let any man beat him in faithfulness and giving. Are you hearing me? All Peter gave him was an empty, defeated boat. And Jesus like, good. If you let me in your broken, beat down, defeated boat, and you let me finish my work in that boat, this is what's going to follow. This is a pattern for you and I. When he finished, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets, plural, for a catch. In other words, Peter, i must speak to you right where you are. Peter, you understand fishing, don't you? Peter, I know the demons and stuff you didn't quite get. And some of the other stuff you didn't, but Peter, you're a businessman. So I'm going to speak to you through your business. How many of you would like God to speak to you, not just another sermon that's pretty, but speak to you right in your life situation and show you that I'm more than enough, that I am faithful? You hear me? He said, listen, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a fish. You could say, well, God, if you give me something, then I'll be faithful. Peter had nothing but a boat. But what he had was enough. And he had to push out with what he had. That's right. That's right. And sometimes I look at others, and you look at them; they got all that. And it's like, yeah, God, I can see what, But why are you asking me? I ain't got nothing. But all the man had was a boat, an empty, smelly boat of failure. But he let Jesus get in it. And then you see God's miracles are not always independent of us. Often they require our cooperation. So in order for Peter to receive the miracle coming up, Peter has no mind. He doesn't know. He hasn't read the Bible yet. He's, he's, they're, in the business, they're, they're making these stories right now, these narratives. He doesn't know what's going to happen. All he knows is to obey. So he pushes out. Oh, well, let's keep going. Uh, put out the deep and let down your nets for kids. Verse five. Simon answers. He's, he's about to push out. He says, master, he, he speaks to him respectfully. It's like saying, sir. Master. We've worked hard all night and have caught not caught anything. Now, please notice, though. In your situation of lack, failure, shortage, what you call the master is very important. Many people in the midst of their Christ, they begin to blame God. But that's not you. That's not our spirit, right? That's not what we do. They still called him master. They still treated him respectfully. Oh, Lord, this ain't working. I'm getting a divorce. Or they're doing this with my car, my house. Or my children going crazy. I ain't going to church anymore. Be careful what you call God. In times of failure. He calls him respectfully master. And he said, master, listen. He's honest with God. It's not lying and putting on airs. So we worked hard all night, and we haven't caught anything. In other words, we're tired, and we're disappointed. Fishing is hard work because, you, you know, there's a drag net, but there's also that net you throw out that has those little lead anchors. You throw it out, and you got to pull it in. And imagine all night throwing out these little nets. You had the drag net on the boat. I mean, you got all the nets out trying to catch fish. And you're going up to the places you know to go. You know, your, your, your granddaddy, your granddaddy's granddaddy fish those waters. You've done everything you know to do. All night, you're throwing these nets, pulling them back, throwing it, pulling it back, and it comes back empty. That can be frustrating. And he didn't say, well, we thought all night. He said, we worked all night. And we weren't successful. But because you say so, In order for Jesus to say so, though, they had to get under his teaching. They had to get under the anointing. And when you get under anointing teaching, God, you begin to hear God's voice much clearer and much better. Their situation, I didn't even like what was being preached, didn't even hear but there was an anointing there. And I got on, I began to hear God. So these guys are in an atmosphere of the presence of God. Never for, Don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Don't forsake such environments and, and atmospheres of power. And the presence of God. Because your your miracle could be connected to this very setting. But because you what? Say so. My better judgment says, master, this ain't going to work. As I taught you before, they could have said, well, rabbi, you're a carpenter. You don't know nothing about fishing. I mean, why don't you stay in your lane? Now, pastor, you don't know the Bible, but don't talk to me about other things. You know, stay in your lane. They didn't have that attitude. They respectfully called him master. It also means supervisor or trainer. They say we're still under your tutelage. We're still under your training. I don't get this, but because you say so, I will let down these nets. Meaning, I'll give myself another opportunity to be disappointed. You see, after they let down the nets, they have to clean them again. Seaweed gets in them you catch unclean fish you have to take out and as a Jew, that requires some special work. So he was like, listen, I know this could cost me. Lord, if I get up and try again, I'm tired. We work all night, not just, but we work all night. That means I'm not going home to my family right now again. I'm going to be away even longer. And then it means if it doesn't work, Rabbi, you know, I'm going to have to spend another three hours cleaning all these nets we just finished cleaning. But he said, "Because you say so, I will let my nets down again." There are some things God wants you to let down again, and you say, "Circumstance." Well, they didn't last time. God said, "I don't want to hear Because I say so, you are under anointed teaching right now. The presence of God is here, and I'm saying so with the authority of God. Let down your nets. Six. See, don't stop at the say so. What we do is, man, wasn't that a good word? That was a good word. And we go home. And then the next week, we come back. That was a good work, good work, good word. And then we go home. But it says, when they had done so. So when you do so after the say so, then the miracle comes. Yes. <laughs> don't just be a hero, but a doer. Yes. Are you hearing me? Yes. When they had done so. The miracle did not happen till they did it. God has a great catch, a great, I mean, a life-changing thing for you. But you're not, you're going to hear it maybe here. But you got to get out and put legs to that thing and actually do it for the blessing to come. We got to move quickly. When they had done so, they caught. When they catch it. When they. They caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to what? This is where preaching gets easy. They caught a boat sinking, net breaking catch a fish. How many of you want a net breaking, boat sinking catch? You hear me? But they caught it because they did it. Bible said, so they signal their partners what God wants to do in your life, please hear me. Is so big, he wants it to affect everyone you're associated with. That it's too big for you. That the blessing on you starts getting on others associated with you. Be mindful of your association because the blessing of those you associate with can get on you. But remember with, with, with Jonah, the curse can also get on you. But you're rightly associated today. You hear what I'm saying? And may the blessing on my house come on your house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You say, Pastor, this sounds sermony. No. In the last five years, outside of church, this is not a church salary. And by the way, when I began pastoring Grace Church, my salary was below the poverty line. I was, you know, if I, I was getting tax credits. You hear what I'm saying? So, so. I, I, you know, this stuff didn't come from me being some slick guy coming up here with a great message and and me just taking advantage of folks. That's not where it came from. Over the last five years, outside of church, God has, I, I, by the grace of God, God has caused me to make good business decisions where I have captured a quarter of a million dollars. This is outside salary in church. I know what I'm talking about. But you see. I'm not just a preacher all day, I'm a daddy and I'm a husband and I needed God to speak to me and do some things in some mir- where I lived and for me, I needed to be done outside the church, I need, just for my ego and my pride, I don't know, maybe it was wrong but God still honored it, It's was like God, I don't want a church to ever feel they made me I don't want to ever drive a car, and by the way I owe nothing but my mortgage yes. and let me tell you something, what's on me will get on you and that mortgage ain't going to last too long are you hearing me? I said, Lord, I don't want to be in a position where I'm driving a car in church, but look at where our tithes and offers go. No, 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 it ain't. No, it ain't. Or pull up in my house. I'm look at that church and look, look what we did. Oh, all the church is good. No, no. God is good. So for me as a man, I didn't want that. So God in his grace enabled me to do some things to capture some wealth, make some good decisions to move my family forward. Now, I didn't say that just to tell you about me. The point is, what's on me will get on you. Because we're in association. Are you hearing me? They signal their partners. Look for the signal, church. Look for the signal. In the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats. You hear me? Both boats. It's not Pastor's boat going to get filled. All our boats going to get filled. As long as you are my partner... And you can hear the signal in the Holy Ghost come and you're faithful when I bid you come. Are you hearing me? Both boats can be filled. I get frustrated with pastors living large in the congregation, Paul, not the way it's supposed to be. God filled up both boats. And my prayer is that everyone in covenant association. Now, by the way, you can attend this church and I'm not your pastor. You know how you know if someone's a pastor same way, you know, we were just in Ethiopia, a bunch around a bunch of sheep several times. And whenever the pastor spoke, the sheep came. The sheep could be dispersed amongst all bunch of all other sheep. That could, there were even goats in the middle of this sheep. But when the pastor signaled, whether it was a whistle, whether it was a voice, the sheep came. So how do you know whether or not Bishop Gray, you give me the title, but how do you know I'm your pastor? obey When the signal is, gone, is given, you come this and listen, please hear me,'t don't, don't. I'm not trying to lord over nobody's private life, personal life, that's your business. I'm talking about the signal given in this house as it relates to this house, as it relates to our assembly. I'm not trying to tell nobody where to move and who to marry that, That's not my thing. And dear God, I have enough problems of my own to get all involved in other folks' situations like that. I'm not trying to do that. But the point is, they signal their partners. And the partners were the one that responded. And the same thing in this house. It could be that 30% of our church are really members of grace. How do you know? Because they're the ones that respond to the call. And We could talk about what? The vision fund and all that. Those that respond to the call. Those are the partners. And those are the ones that share in the blessing. You may attend, but not necessarily share because you're not yet a part. That means we're. Together. When when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. You see, first he called him something respectful, Lord. I'm sorry, uh, sir or master. But by the end of this thing, he's not calling him sir. He's calling him Lord. Lord was the title of Yahweh or Jehovah God. Peter was awestruck. And in effect, he was calling Jesus awesome. The process came because in the middle of their depression, they called him Lord. Jesus got in the middle of it, and by the end of it, they're calling him awesome. God is not satisfied with us just calling him respectful names and titles. I'm out of time. But he wants to do some things in our lives that we have to call him awesome. God, you are amazing. You are wonderful. You are beyond words. You are beyond description. The Bible said that they gave him a a net breaking, boat sinking, catch a fish. Now, I need to say this just before I wrap up. I think it was around 1985. They found a boat that was used in Peter's time. And uh, they had this boat in a museum. And that boat had the capacity to hold 2,000 pounds. Hear me. Now let's say, now these guys were shorter, but let's say these guys were all big. Now, the Bible said Peter was in the boat. It wasn't the 12 yet because they they hadn't all responded to the call.
2: This is the Live Big broadcast with Derek Greer. We pray that you were inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. We invite you to meet us online for vibrant worship and strong Bible teaching each Sunday and Wednesday on social media or GraceChurchVA.org. You can also tune in to the Live Big broadcast on television. So check your local TV listings or visit GraceChurchVA.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big.
1: We want to tell you about something new that we're really, really excited about. It's Live Big Magazine. Live Big Magazine is a free quarterly magazine featuring premium articles from Derek Greer and other expert contributors. It's all designed to help you live bigger in key areas of your life, such as faith, business, mental health, parenting, and a whole lot more. The good news is that it's absolutely free with no strings attached. we will even pay for shipping. All you have to do is go to DerekGreer.com magazine. That's DerekGreer.com magazine to claim your free subscription today
0: military and federal employees consider grace church for your tax-deductible cfc donations grace is passionate about meeting the needs of people near and far every year we provide over 13 tons of food to thousands of local families through our weekly bag of hope emergency food services and school supplies gifts and other essentials to children who may otherwise go without we also serve the spiritually hungry and hurting through outreach streaming services and the live big broadcast people fighting suicide or simply needing answers let us know that the strong teaching gives them life-changing hope that draws them to christ